0: Hi, I'm Michelle Blue. I'm a millennial entrepreneur and started a business just two weeks after I graduated college. It's my life and I don't even know. Okay. Each week I'm interviewing an entrepreneur, getting a real look at their stories, the lessons, the sacrifices along their journey. And leadership
1: is hard you have to live at home and entrepreneurship is not easy. Truly walk by faith and not by sight mm-hmm. and your life being a direct reflection of that belief system.
0: Yeah. So, for the fellow entrepreneur, hopeful entrepreneur, or whatever path you decided to take in life, just know that the beauty lies within the journey.
1: Watching? the oh, journey. It's a journey. <laughs> it's a journey. <laughs> it's a journey. <laughs> All right, absolutely. You watch it. All right. And full arm. Right.
0: They were on armless. Uh, so, I like get these male duos. Does <laughs> oh, that looks good? um okay super cool so guys I think you all like hold a special place in my heart because and I start from the very beginning so Eric I saw you at Wesley Chapel like post office and we both like had like bags and boxes in our hands and I was shipping off orders for Binet and I was like well who else would be like shipping off like a ton of stuff so I was like oh do you have a business what do you do I was like, oh yeah, I have like this travel vlog. We sell shirts, black and abroad. And I was like, oh dope. So like we just like casually connected. Yes. And then a couple weeks later, we were going to Africa because our first group of girls were graduating. And you we were like, Oh, this is cool. Like any way we can help, let us know. And you all like it's like this is like true, like genuine hearts, genuine souls, because you all sent gifts for our girls in like Ghana. And so I think it's like always like when you like give something to someone's children, it's like, it touches them so much differently. And the fact that we didn't even know you guys, like, I was like, yeah. that's real. That's yeah. staying true. Like that's actually having the heart behind what you do. Cause that didn't make you all any money. Y'all were just like, this is good work. We're going to be a part of it. But, um, I would love to hear more cause black and abroad is, this amazing platform, and you all are transforming travel for Black people in general, right?
2: Yes. Um, like, like we started in April of 2015, mm-hmm. and since the beginning, our mission has been to explore the world, embrace different cultures, and empower the community. Um, that empower piece was what you guys were doing, you yeah. know? Exploring the world and embracing the cultures, and then you went back to empower those girls of Ghana. Mm-hmm. So. Right when we saw that and we connected, it was like, you know, it was that, that law of attraction that we talked about mm-hmm. earlier. It's like instant, um, trajectory that we both were on.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, we, we worked with other companies like yourself to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but our initial, um, focus was to basically find a way to connect or be the nexus between the black traveler and the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So, um, we do that through uh, our platforms, social media platforms, our content. Um, we work on the back end, what a lot of people don't know. We work with uh, tourism boards. We do consultant work for major airlines and hotels around yes. the world. Um, and since then we've seen um, not the change that we probably would have wanted to see. Yeah. Um, but we're definitely starting yeah. to see shifts in certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, when you go on Google and you do, you know, you Google Black Travel. Now, yeah. um, three years later, since we started, so there's so many more results that populate, you know, as a result of our efforts and things that we've been doing.
0: So, why black travel? What was it that you were like? This is a space. This is like an opportunity here. This is a need here. Like, what was it about black travel specifically where you're like, okay? Um,
1: well, I mean, for us, it's a space of comfort. Okay. We're black. <laughs> <you> <laughs> That's one thing. We're black. Um, I'm going. It, we wanted to to do things for our community, and we wanted it to be organic. Mm-hmm. And, and authenticity was key for us. So why not tell the story, or at least one part of the story? Because we can't tell the entirety of black existence. But right. right. We can open up the space for other people to be able to do so. And we, you talks that we had before we created black and broad we we agreed that we knew that black people traveled the world we saw them in our individual travels so why can't we amplify you know that knowledge that we had and make other people aware of it and then bring that comfort comfort comes from awareness if you see other people that look like you across the world doing things that you didn't think possible now they all look sudden become a possibility Mm -hmm. we wanted to to have that awakening for people to see all of these possibilities that they didn't necessarily knew or know existed at that point in time we wanted to to be the space for awareness in that sense
0: i think it's important to debunk the myth that black people are just traveling because that's not the case right Mm -hmm. we have been traveling i mean I i was really fortunate in middle school like i went on this like month trip through Europe to like Italy, Austria, Germany, so France, my friends, like crazy, before it became a trending thing. Right. But obviously it just wasn't visual, like it wasn't in the forefront of seeing us. Why do you think that stigma came about that black people don't travel?
1: I think it's advertising. When you look at the marketing and anything related to travel, you just didn't see people of color, mm-hmm. Period. Black people, brown people, you just didn't see that. You saw them as like background in those things or almost as like tragedy porn in a lot of cases with travel. You would see, you know, a lot of white travelers on trips and they would go to destinations like South Africa, but you wouldn't see the South Africa that we're able to show right. Right. Um So for, for people in our community looking at those advertisements, you didn't see that for you. Mm-hmm. You know, it just was never there. Companies just assumed that we didn't have the money, or if we did, we weren't spending it on those experiences. Right. But the bottom line shows that's Different. yeah, the complete opposite of truth. So yeah, I think it started there. The fact that we just didn't see ourselves magnified in, in advertising led our community and other communities to believe that we didn't travel. We mm-hmm. knew individually that that wasn't the case.
0: Yeah. Right, and I think it's really, I mean, you all are definitely transcending a lot of things because you all have the blog and, you know, Instagram where you all showcase, but you all have, like, gone into different spaces. You have, like, like transcended into political arenas, and I didn't even know this. Y'all said y'all spoke at the UN. Yep, yep. The United Nations, like... First of all, I'm sure you all didn't see that coming. Like, when you all first started this business, you could have never, never imagined, like, oh, yeah, we're going to, like, talk to the most powerful leaders in the world about black people traveling. Like, right? What was the significance of that? What was the messaging that you all were able to deliver in that?
1: That was actually my favorite part of it because it, when we got the invite, it was, okay, so we have a choice here. Do we, you know, go in there and be nice about the issue? Yeah, nice for what? Right, right.
0: Nice for what? what?
1: And that was the other, (laughs) nice for what? (laughs) So we were like, no, we're going to be unabashed about how we feel about the lack of diversity and inclusion or the fake diversity and inclusion in travel. And we we really hit the nail on the head. Like, one of the things I remember saying clearly to the audience was, diversity is not putting a brown face on a white experience Mm -hmm. like you need to appreciate the culture differences and bring something that's organic to the market you're trying to target so that they feel like they're actually being recognized for whatever spending power that they have because we know that in cases like that when the black community is marketed to and they feel like they're marketed to organically and authentically yeah, they'll genuinely. spend yeah they'll spend like 200 more dollars than they normally would for an experience mm-hmm. just off of that just off yeah. of appreciating people right so uh, yeah we we really were in you know, on and we were like you know why not ask a black person to come into the room when right. you're having these conversations
2: so yeah. we had
0: these agencies creating yeah, the marketing right. campaigns right. yeah and, and would help.
2: You, you could tell it was a conversation that needed to take place on a platform that, where it needed to take place, um, mm-hmm. these people were so receptive to what we were saying mm-hmm. um, and the messaging that, that we were putting out the, after the um after the talk that we did, I mean, we had everyone coming to learn more and, right. you know we're still in touch with a lot of the those leaders today. you mm-hmm. know they hit us up um, we actually have something um we're working on a project with Botswana right now but um, wow. it started there so mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a lot that stemmed from it, and I think that um, one of the things that my favorite part was the fact that, you know, a lot of these companies, they do the performative diversity, so mm-hmm. it's like a performative act of diversity just to fill their quota. Right. You know, and it, it didn't feel like that mm-hmm. because we're still, we're still working on these projects from two years ago almost. Right. So Very
1: cool.
0: So. I think one thing for me... Um, So, obviously, when I was in college, I went on a study abroad trip to Ghana, which was um, life-changing experience, right? And when I got back, my mom, she asked me a million questions, because this was just like what Virginia does, and I was (laughs) like, oh, I don't have anything else for you. But then, I was like, you know what? Like, I walked away, I told her, I said, I walked away that much more aware, you know? And then, as I allowed that to resonate, I was like, okay, well now I have the awareness, what do I do with it? Um, Because it's great to see it and to, you know, be exposed to the cultures, but it's like, I wanted to figure out what was my place, how could I help, how could I contribute? And that was really the birth of Binet, right? So now we have a luxury gifting company and we sponsor education programs in Ghana, so we support the tuition, book supplies, and uniforms for the girls to go through school, Now expanding to Jamaica and SAT prep classes here in the States, but have you all heard any stories of like some of your travelers where they went to a place and they expected just like to chill out, have fun, like take it all in, but stepped away with a new sense of awareness that propelled them to act, to propel them to do something and make some type of contribution and change to that country?
1: we try to incorporate it in all of the trips that we do in some Mm -hmm. way shape or form so we tell people that when we bring you to a location we're not just bringing you to a party and turn up Mm -hmm. like we want you to really feel at one with this location and walk away feeling like you've left a pound of flesh Um, you know you've done some work here you've left an impact so we've really worked hard to incorporate that into our trips whether it's you know the the knowledge that we give to them that hey we're supporting black businesses this entire day on this trip, or you know we came here specifically because this company does a project with the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did that in in Colombia. We our tour uh, provider who's a Afro Colombian. He also for his community runs a community center. Mm-hmm. So for uh, a part of that trip, we had some of our trip people go to his community center and we brought things for them as well so they could get a, a sense of what it feels like to be a part of that community, yeah. talk to the children and the adults, help them with like learning English and mm-hmm. you know answering any questions about what it means to live in America now versus you know four years ago. Right. Uh, so right. those kind of moments that have more of the impact of oh I just sent you know some money to the Red Cross. Those are the stories that people go home with, and they tell their friends, and now their friends, and now spark an interest to want to go and do something similar,
0: right? And
1: and the way we incorporate it, it doesn't feel like it's forced. Mm-hmm. We want people to generally enjoy the fact that they're getting to be immersed in this kind of moment, mm-hmm. uh, in this international community that is still a home for them, right? Right. You know
0: I, mean? uh, I think um, also something that's really great is that. First of all, you all are experiencing the country, right? And what are some of the trips that you all have coming up, I think?
1: So we have uh, Johannesburg in December.
0: Johannesburg.
1: We have Cartagena. We're going back to (laughs) Cartagena in February, the end of February. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you guys are getting scoop on this. But inside scoop. Here we go. Journey with Blue Exclusives. Drop Uh, it. And in a couple of weeks, we'll be announcing that we're, our next destination is Senegal. We'll be taking mm-hmm. a group to the car. So that is scheduled for the end of March.
0: Okay. And like I said, the importance of experiences. So I just got back from Jamaica two days ago. And it was a resort, it was a destination wedding, cool. But last year, I went to Jamaica and I spent two weeks there with my best friend and her family. So we did like Jamaica, Jamaica, right? right? And so, I think it's really interesting because a lot of times when people travel, they travel and go to a resort, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you don't know anything, like, yeah. you, didn't, you weren't immersed, you weren't like, you know, like, you didn't see the people, you didn't see how they move, you don't see how they dance, how they speak, the food that they eat for real, yeah. and so that's why I think, also that's a great element that you all add to people, because sometimes people want to travel, of course, and they want to have those experiences, but they don't know how. So you all are like making it easy. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. you curate the full experience. I just walk into it and enjoy and learn um, from it. So I think that's really important. Again, when we think about travel, it's like, are we going to sit on a resort? I'm not saying I have to be like uncomfortable right. in a tent or something, but I want to see, I want to feel the culture. You know, I want to feel that I'm in Jamaica and not like I could have been in Myrtle Beach for all right now on a resort (laughs) yeah um so i think that's really important when we also speak around travel is that we're also um, we're so immersed in it you know that's how you really grow through these experiences um but very cool okay this is my last point because i'm like this bothers me as well with when it comes to african-american travel so when i first came up with that. Well, when I first decided that I wanted to go to Africa for my study abroad trip, I got so much backlash. You know, there everyone was like, why do you want to go to Africa? Like, you know, like, why don't you want to go to Europe? Why don't you want to do that? I was like, I already did that. I want to go to, this is where, you know, I'm from. I want to travel the world no matter where. But how do we debunk some of the stereotypes of traveling to Africa? And I think specifically within our community, we shun it a little bit more. Um, how do, why is that? And how do we move past that?
2: Well, I mean, I think we're doing it now, um, mm-hmm. with just celebrating our, uh, similarities. There are a lot of, um, tests that's the genealogy tests that people are taking now mm-hmm. that are like connecting them back to, uh, where they were be- beyond slavery. Cause a lot of us don't know our history beyond that. Right. Um, so heritage trips are one way. Just highlighting through social media some of the dope things that you can do in Africa. And not just safari, but there's the Seychelles where you can go mm-hmm. kick it. On yeah. the beach, you know, there's Mozambique. You know, there's mm-hmm. so many different parts that we're still discovering um, as a company. Mm-hmm. Senegal.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: so just highlighting those dope moments and showing them that you can have that same. Because, you know, we love to go to the beach. We love beach travel, Caribbean travel. Mm -hmm. Um, Jamaica, Aruba and all you can have those same experiences in um, you know Mozambique in uh, the places that I mentioned earlier Cape Town
0: yeah
2: Um, so it's just highlighting that and and showing that there's there is the same there's the same thing and more um, in the in the continent and the the, the access like it's it's super easy to get there now Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's been a weird um, so Just being on this from the inside, we noticed that in working with the tourism boards, there's certain stigmas that have been assigned to certain places by the powers that be. Mm -hmm. So, for example, a lot of people branded the city of Joburg as unsafe, Mm -hmm. right? That is, and we've learned from the inside that that was a, um, it was a chess move to get less people to go to Joburg to come to Cape Town, which... Cape Town is majority white.
0: Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so get
2: your money and come spend it with us. Joburg is all politics. So, um, you know, a lot of us over here, black people, you know, we're kind of looking at it from a standpoint of, because a lot of us don't necessarily know the inner workings of it. We just go by what we hear. Word of mouth is the most powerful marketing tool since the beginning of time. So, Hearing that Joburg is dangerous, I'm not gonna to want to go there. I'm gonna to want to skip over Joburg, where all the black people are, to go to Cape Town. Mm-hmm. So, you know, us as a company, one of the things we do is to help to dispel those myths and right. rumors, and that's what we're doing with Joburg by hosting these trips there annually and showing people that it's not dangerous. It's right? It's all, not dangerous. It, yeah, it's what you heard from somebody who probably heard it from somebody else. So, right. it's like if you If you have lived in a metro city
1: before, like, if you live in New York, you know how to have your wits about you. You have your same wits. I have the same wits if I'm in Paris or if I'm in Joburg or if I'm in Bangkok. Like, I have those same kind of antennas going off. Mm -hmm. So, use your your good sense. And we, we tell people all the time, like, you know, when you look at travel reviews on, like, a TripAdvisor or Yelp, look at the person who's giving the review. Because a lot of times they may not have your your cultural history or appreciation for certain things. So things that they may, you know, have their attendance go up as something to be fearful of is something that you see every day (laughs) and you don't think twice about. And then, like, for us, when, like Eric said, when we really started digging into, like, numbers and marketing, we would see that, you know, Africa may be portrayed a certain way, but 30% of Europe is going there every year. So Mm -hmm. they know (laughs) that there's a value in in traveling to Africa, but they may not be portraying that for us to come to. Mm -hmm. So, and this is why we see things now as, you know, certain countries going there and setting up shop because they have been able to explore that value unopposed and without anybody else coming there to pick up on it for years. Right. And, and now we're starting to pick up on it. Now they're trying to hurry up and, <laughs> and get mm-hmm. things up and running. But, yeah, once you really start to dig into it and get exposed to certain things, you're like, wait a minute.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you. Before I went to, <laughs> to Ghana the first time, my uncle made me sit down and watch Taken. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so a stream. Which, it,
2: which was in Europe, right? <laughs> yeah. <I'm also laughs> like, the, irony
0: of what the irony. I should have told him. I'm like, Uncle, yeah. Clint, that makes no sense. That's like but like <laughs> right. yeah. Um, Right. So I think it's really important to have platforms like Black and Abroad, who obviously show us digitally, you know, in marketing campaigns, but also, you know, takes us and puts us in these spaces and allows mm-hmm. us to um, to see the people, to see the world from a different lens. And I think that just transforms you in a completely different way when you can see the world, right? It's Mm -hmm. so much greater than Atlanta. So much greater than staying within 285, you know? Um, I think it changes what you think is possible. Yeah, it does. I think that's the key thing. And also sharing that with our kids younger Mm -hmm. is, like, I'm so grateful for my experience from traveling when I was young. And so that has completely you know shaped me into thinking I can do anything like I've seen the world basically you know um so it's such an important work think about oh it's just black travel but it's more than that it's so much more than that it's travel
2: that that just so happens to be black
0: there you go
2: and like you said just that that younger generation Mm -hmm. I have nieces and nephews that I have stories to tell every time I get, come back home for the holidays. They're yeah. just sitting there, like, eager to know how, you know, how the experience was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, were they lions and were they tigers? And it's, you know, just to, to be able to tell them and see that spark of curiosity right. is just something. Because later, when they, you know, get old enough to travel, mm-hmm. they're going to want to see for themselves, yeah. you know. And um, luckily, I'll be able to tell them where to go, mm-hmm. you know. So, it's, it's, it's amazing to see that.
0: And that's it really fun. only takes one. It really only takes, it one takes one family member to, like, spark that right. light in someone's, you know, in our Absolutely. younger siblings, younger cousins' brains and see more okay. and more and yeah. want more. Um, so, I think that's great.
1: Yeah, we all, we all got to work to make it normal.
0: Oh. You know,
1: make yeah. it not something that's a shock anymore mm-hmm. that, yeah. you know, you've been here and you've been there. And, I mean, for for me, I, I'm just in awe sometimes, especially when I go to places where we are in abundance. Mm-hmm. Like, I tell people all the time, there's, there's shades of blackness that you haven't even seen yet. But we
0: are ev- on every, every rest, continent. In right? every continent. And that's
1: not just in tone, but in like experience mm-hmm. and in culture. Like there's so much about you that yeah. you haven't even been able to experience. Yeah,
0: yet. I oh. literally just said that, and this is kind of a sidetrack, but I literally just, told Terry, I said, Just sitting in Harlem, you see so many shades of blackness, so many ideologies, so many different religions. Like, it's fascinating. We're not one monolithic anything. I know. Anything. So I think that's really important to hear. Very cool. Okay, I always close that, guys, because I'm like, y'all are traveling, y'all are on the plane, y'all are like cranking out this work. I'm like, what is one like rap lyric or song that you're like, oh, okay, like. I'm about to like conquer through the day. I'm about to like kill it type of situation. Give me one lyric that gets you going. Uh,
1: for me, lyric. you it? Uh, for me, is Jay Z's uh, line from "In Words in Paris," <laughs> where in Words," <laughs> where he says, "We're not even supposed to be here." Like I, mm. I kind of keep that. And my mindset oh,
0: when I that to
1: such a good one. I received that one. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I mean, and it's like you know, as long as we here, we might as well ball out. Like we might as well do whatever greatness it is that we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. We've, we've made it to this place that we weren't supposed to be, or mm-hmm. or someone
2: decided we're supposed to be for. Right. You know? so so we had other mind.
0: plans.
2: Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, mine is a rap lyric. It's, I'm gonna take y'all back to the 70s. Okay, here we go. Um, you
0: no, know, Donny Hathaway, uh-huh. um,
2: 7, 1973. He has this. Um, I think it's "Someday We'll All Be Free." Mm-hmm. But the line that I like is the first opening to the song. It's like "Hang on to the world as it spins around." Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you say? Don't just don't let the spins get you down. And that's just my grandfather used to play it all the time back to um. back. So it always plays in auto, you know, autopilot in my mind. But just the word that's those words are so powerful because the world's going to keep changing it's going to keep changing for the better for the worse
0: yeah
2: um there may be wars there may be you know peace during some periods but you always have to hang on to what it is that you're trying to do Mm -hmm. and make it a better place and i gotta get all philosophical on y'all right now but (laughs) but no seriously like you know just to those lines really keep me grounded as far as um just to change Yeah. the only true. thing constant is change so I hold those words near and dear
0: very cool yeah. well y'all are near and dear Cause like I said that's real nothing but love nothing but pure genuine hearts for you I, y'all to know me you saw me on yeah. Wesley Chapel at, we at, the had no place. at the post office you we had both no had
2: post. our big boxes
0: <laughs> and I'm just the type of person who will talk to everybody yeah. in the post office you know but um, I really appreciate that that's like real love and that's genuine character. And you don't get that every day in life. You don't get that every day in business. So love what y'all are doing. Thank you, guys. This was so great. That's time, so great. Yeah, Appreciate it. Time. I hope you were inspired by this conversation on the journey with Blue. Join me on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe on YouTube to continue the encouragement. And remember that whatever road you decide to take, the beauty lies within the journey. Until next time, blue.